We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, what is up? Wednesday, December the 14th, 2022. Hope you're all doing well. Chris Phillips here, the Daily Crow of the Spurs Up show. We are rocking. We are rolling. Lots to get into here on this Wednesday. Obviously, we've already been up and at it with the Shane Beamer, Dowell Loggins presser today that took place at 10 a.m. In case you missed that, that's all over YouTube. I think it's on Twitter also, but either way. We'll be talking that much more. Of course, it's official. Dowell Loggins is the Gamecocks offensive coordinator, and they spoke to the media, and my goodness, Shane Beamer was Shane Beamer was on one today. We love a fired-up Beamer. We absolutely love a fired-up Beamer. Guys, before we get rolling, of course, I see Gad, Travi, Tony Sharp, James Kendall, Connor, John Edward, Cocky Twan, Tyler Knoll, Hunter Kelly, Travi, Chase, Austin War, also those in the Big Cock Club Discord and the TDC Questions channel. Uh, appreciate you all tuning in. Of course, TDC is always brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to Prize When you do, use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive 100% deposit match up to $100. That's with our friends at Prize Picks. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So go check them out. Again, that's promo code TSUS at sign up, whether on the website or on their app. Yes, yeah, shout out my guys at Carolina Cigars. Also, we got the Carolina Cigars hat on. I haven't smoked a Stogie in quite a while, so I think later today, maybe before, before the basketball game or maybe during the basketball game, we will indulge in a Stogie. I'm going to need to re-up for my guys, Carolina Cigars soon. I think I got one shtick left. I think I've also got a humidor in the mail this week. Shout out my guy, Heath Hagler, uh, getting that sent over. Got a really, really cool TSUS custom humidor, so I'm going to need some Need some sticks to fill it, fill it with. And, of course, guys, in case you did not know, we are selling the Irish packs. Be sure you reach out to Count of Cigars <clears throat> either on Instagram or give them a call to order your Irish packs. And, guys, they ship those super, super fast. So if you order today, uh, you're going to have it in plenty of time, obviously. But uh, you can order all the way up to, I'd probably say, two or three days before kickoff. And I think they'll be able to – I don't want to overpromise or anything. But I just know that they ship out very, very – very quickly. So if you need your Irish packs, also guys, we'll have them for sale at the tailgate. And uh, again, their number 843-681-8600. That's 843-681-8600. That's how you can get your packs and or shoot them a DM and we'll have them on sale at the tailgate. And uh, looking forward to getting back to Hilton Head Island down in the low country, hanging out in the low country Gamecocks and hanging out the cigar lounge. It's always a good time. But again, we're here taking your questions, your comments, your calls, 
843-790-3377. And again, what a press conference from Shane Beamer. What a presser. Um, Kevin says, why was Beamer pissed off? You know, I, I just think with some of the, the commentary around the Gamecocks have lost all their momentum. And, um, you know, I, I loved what Coach Beamer had to say in regards to, like, Twitter and social media is not real life because it's not, but he pays attention to it, right? And so he, he's seen the chatter. He, he's, he's heard the noise, and, and I loved his response to it. Let's jump to the phone lines here. Call from. Hunter. Hunter, what's up, man? How are you? I'm great, man. What about you? I'm doing fantastic. What's going on? That's good. Um, yeah, so uh, with the whole Val thing uh, with this uh, press conference, uh, he kept <laughs> – literally, I think it was like a few times where he said, when we beat y'all, like I think he was trying to rub it in our face, like, uh, we beat y'all or something like that. Like, yeah, I don't <laughs> Well, yeah, he was – He was. was with, I mean, yeah, he was with Arkansas. And, I mean, he's an Arkansas alum, so um, – yeah, yeah, I yeah, know. Sure. He, he he spoke pretty openly about that that South kind of Arkansas game, and he's a competitive guy, I'm sure. And so, yeah, I mean, they beat us. So, they beat us. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's what it is. Yeah, no, it, it, it was just awkward when he, he just kept saying, and I'm like, oh, God, I don't know how the media is going to react to him saying that so many times. And yeah, like, well. Yeah, we did it. Y'all beat us. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know that uh, Beamer or Loggins or probably anybody in that building really gives a damn what the – what the media yeah, thinks, yeah, sure. um, you know, I mean, Beamer was pretty quick to, to bury Gene Sabakoff and, and, and he obviously, you can just tell, hates the questions from Phil Cornblue. So, um, I mean, whatever, you know, I, I, I you know, I, I like the fact that, you know, Dowell Logan spoke very uh, honestly, bluntly, freely, right. he said what he wanted to say. And, uh, you know, I, I can already say this, I, you know, I, I have no idea. <clears throat> what his tenure will hold, what will happen, how much success or lack thereof he will have. But um, I can say that I'm already like listening to Dowell Loggins a lot more than I like listening to Marcus Satterfield, who oh, just, yeah, who just sure. felt very dry. Like, and uh, Like the way he talks, he feels, it, it feels like that he has something in his throat. Like, you know what I'm talking about? It's weird. You talking about Satterfield? Yeah, Satterfield. Like he's got something in his throat. I don't. I don't know what he could have in his throat. Every, I have no like, idea. Like you know how, like you know how when you have to cough to get mm. something out of your throat or something. That's what he sounds like every time he talks. Like he doesn't talk clear or anything like that. It's just I don't know. He feels like he got some bottle up in his throat, and it's just the way he talks. I guess. Okay, I never thought of that before, but good way to put it. <laughs> no, I pay. I pay attention to that kind of stuff. To see how they talk and everything, but. No, that's all I needed. Um, and one more other thing. Uh, I actually talked to Mike Yuba uh, yesterday when they were live, and he said that uh, he thinks that Spencer is going to be leaning one more year next year. So hopefully that'll happen. But, I mean, who knows at this point, right? Yeah, I mean, it'd be great, obviously. It'd be, we, we all want Spencer back. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, the opportunity for Loggins to work with Rattler, I think that'll be awesome. I'm sure a lot of the conversations they have will go a long way in his decision. But, um you know, obviously, I, I want Spencer to have a crazy good bowl game. I want him to ball out. But, uh, you know, yeah. would love to see him back in Garnet and Black. Absolutely would love to see him back. I, I, th- I think uh, if he comes back, I think there's a good chance you'll see Juice Wells back as well. And, you know, I think if you get that, I think if you get that duo back, um, I think you can easily replace a Jaheim Bell and a Marshawn Lloyd and set yourself up for a, a big year offensively and a big year as a whole um, in 2023. 
Yeah, man. I appreciate it. No, that's all I need. Hunter, thanks so much for the call, my friend. Appreciate you. Great stuff from Hunter as always as he kicks us off. Hunter's kind of becoming our 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 leadoff. He's he, Hunter's our leadoff hitter on the Daily Crow. Leadoff hitter every single day. So I appreciate you, Hunter, for calling in. Um, again, guys, I would say this great press conference from uh, from Beamer from Dowell Loggins and and we all know, <clears throat> right? We all know that a, a championship has never been won in a presser. But uh, you know, Shane Beamer does a great job with it, and uh, he he wins every press conference. He you know, he, he does, and I think it's easy to do that when you have the genuine passion and love and dedication to the University of South Carolina the way that he does. That comes out every press. Let's jump back to the lines here. Call from Alex. Alex, what's up, man? How are you? What's going on, Chris? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, man. How's everything? Oh, it's going great now. I've thoroughly enjoyed um, Beamer's presser this morning. Um I, I think it was great that he finally shut up all the negative Nancys around that's been on Twitter and all the message boards over the past couple of days and couple of weeks. And needless to say, it makes me excited for football over again. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I I like the fact that Beamer, I mean, he knows he's in control. Sort of. I mean, it's funny how Beamer, he just sort of controls the mood of the fan base. And I mean, he, he can't. He's not going to be on Twitter every day, you know. When 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 Marshawn Lloyd hits the portal, he's not going to go to Twitter and be like, "Guys, we're fine." Just just you know, he's he can't operate in that fashion. But uh, no, it's it's great that he uses his platform, obviously, and uses those pressers as opportunities to kind of speak to the fan base. And uh, you know, I, I mean, I I think it's I'll just say this when you know because the audience that we speak to is the diehards. You and I are diehards. Everybody tuned in this show oh, yeah. is diehards and. When you're a diehard and, and you kind of live and die by every little thing that happens on a day-in, day-out basis, it's it can be somewhat of an emotional roller coaster. But I think it's good for a Beamer to, you know, come back in the press today and sort of get everything back on the tracks and remind people, hey, this is everything we've done. This is what we're doing. This is why we're still excited. This is why we're going to be successful. And it kind of reminds everybody, okay, it's, it's, it's fine. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think some people have been – a little over the top in regards to kind of just jumping ship and the sky is falling and you would never know that we went eight and four this season. And, you know, I, I'm someone that I, again, I try to stay in the middle. I, I've been critical of, like I was critical of the hire. Um, and I, and I even mentioned yesterday, you know, it was selfish desires. I'm not sitting here saying that I know more about ball than Shane Beamer. It was selfish desires. I selfishly wanted a name. I selfishly wanted a, a proven resume, yeah. but you know, Shane Beamer and Dowell Loggins himself pointed out a lot of the reasons why he got that job and why Dowell Loggins is such a great hire and how well-respected he is in the industry and how Loggins was actually, you know, sought after by other SEC teams. So, hey, Shane Beamer knows more than I do. And he knows more about football than I do and you do and all of us do. So, you know, I trust Shane Beamer. That's that's never wavered for me. I, it's never wavered for me that I'm, I'm – I'm very happy where the program is, even even in the midst of the the portal madness and the NIL madness. And I think that's something we're all still kind of getting used to. You know, our favorite players can just up and leave and go. That's 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 not something that you know you get. You know that that's that's something tough to adjust to. It is, but um, no, I think it was great for Shane Beamer to speak to the fan base and kind of be that calming voice. And I love seeing him fired up, man. I, I love seeing him fired up. And you know, I, I said it this morning because I know there's some that you know they they love to say that. Uh, they they love to say that he 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 was speaking to me in some capacity and that's fine man I, I love it I, I think applying pressure works and I think it's great to see him so fired up after an eight and four season and uh, have that chip on his shoulder and have that edge and 
you know, I'd much rather him be that way than be lackadaisical, lethargic, sitting on our laurels thinking we made it because we went eight and four. I mean, I, I love it personally. I love the passion. I love the energy. Um, and we'll go a very, very long way because of Shane Beamer's relentless dedication to being great and his passion for the University of South Carolina. So, yeah, I loved everything I heard from Shane Beamer, and I heard I loved everything I heard from Dowell Loggins. And, you know, I think after hearing that presser, I think this entire fan base probably feels uh, – much, much closer to what we felt after that win over Clem sucks than how we felt maybe, say, 48 or 72 hours ago. Yeah, definitely. I was not expecting the whole – kind of caught me off guard after the first 10 minutes of the presser, but I, I think after listening to Beamer's presser and then Logan's presser, I, I feel a lot more comfortable with the hires. Mm-hmm. I just got that, you know, that kind of genuine gut feeling that everything's going to work out fine. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, again, and I said it yesterday, man, that – I really don't believe anything happens in this program. Like Beamer's in control of it all. You know, he, he he's behind the controls, if you will. So um, even when guys are hitting the portal or or, or NIL or, or whatever, I mean, Be- Beamer, he's just not going to be out there open on social media, letting everybody know. Like, like there's nothing going on in his program that he's not aware of. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah. you know, I, I, I would just say – you know, and again, we're, we're diehards. We care. We love it. But Be- Beamer's in control and uh, – you know, I trust Shane Beamer when it comes to the, the, the guidance and the direction of the football program. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate it, Chris. Y'all have a wonderful day. Yeah, man. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. Awesome call. Take care, my friend. Um, Let's see. Awesome. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. The presser will be uploaded to YouTube soon. Until then, I don't – maybe it's on Twitter. I don't know where you can find it, to be honest with you. Normally, it'd be on YouTube. Um, but, yeah, again, guys, I would say this. I would say this. As I mentioned, I will never stop applying pressure, and I think pressure is a good thing. Pressure creates diamonds. Pressure causes people to rise to the challenge and pull the best out of themselves. And so, you know, I love it. I, I love Beamer's relentless passion. Um I love Beamer's dedication to the University of South Carolina. I love his commitment to greatness and excellence at USC because, I mean, that's I think he's trying to build the standard, right? He's trying to build the standard up to we expect to be elite every year. So I, I loved everything I heard. Um, I love it. I love it. So, I mean, listen, guys, social media, he made a great point. Social media, and this is coming from someone that literally I built my business off social media. Like, I built my business first off Twitter, right? Twitter was my first platform. And then I kind of migrated over to the Instagrams and the Facebooks of the world. But he made a great point. Social media is not real life. Social media is for the fans. It really is. It really is. Social media is for fans. It is. It's a fun thing for fans and, you know, content creators and and what have you. But he's right. It's not real life. It's not real life. So I think the timing of the presser was great. I think the timing of the presser was great in regards to, you know, because of the two D commitments yesterday and just shit kind of hitting the fan. You know what I mean? So uh, I thought Dowell Loggins, by the way, very well spoken. I loved what he said about the commitment to maximizing the talent. I mean, you could tell guys, right, from <clears throat> it was so obvious. It was so obvious from Beamer's comments, Loggins' comments that the offense being too complicated was an issue. I mean, the, the amount of times they referred to that, Loggins even saying that he felt like the last two games of the season, you know, he said how surprised he was with the way the Gamecocks finished, which 
us too. We were we were also surprised. But you know, he he talked about the way Spencer Rattler played free in the final two games of the season, and he talked about uh, not having crazy verbiage and and long drawn out play calls and and being much more simple and maximizing your players' talents and and letting them play fast and learn fast and. It was just so obvious to me that like that they are committed to a simple offensive scheme. It's still going to be pro style. They mentioned that still going to be pro style, but a simple offensive scheme in which you can maximize the talents of your best players. And that's what it's all about because players win games, right? Players win games. They're the ones that play the game. They win games. So uh, I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, getting our first glimpse truly at what a Loggins offense looks like September the 2nd, 2023, when you take on UNC and all throughout the 2023 season. And, um, you know, again, I, I look at it this way, right? Because no no amount of comments from Shane Beamer, no matter how passionate he was and everything he said was great, people are still going to have their doubts. People are still going to second-guess the hire. People are still going – I mean, I, I, I see, I didn't see – you know, Shane Beamer took took a swing at, at Gene Sapikov this morning, which I didn't know why at first. I was like, what did Gene say? And then I saw the article that Gene Sapikov wrote. He said, this is this is an excerpt from the article, guys, and I and I posted this screenshot on Twitter. <clears throat> but this is an excerpt from the article. He said, the price of mediocrity, $1 million per year for three years for 42-year-old logins is going up. It's not so much the hire itself, though, that appears bad enough in that South Carolina fans wanted a home run hire and got a bunt pop-up. That was just an excerpt from a much longer article that Gene Savikoff wrote. And, I mean, Shane Beamer did everything he could to, to bury. To bury Gene Savikoff, that is for sure. Um, Kevin, who's calling plays for the bowl game? It's not going to be Loggins and Kevin. Shane Beamer has said it multiple times. He's not going to tell you or me or anybody. So I don't, we're not going to know. We're not going to, he's not telling. He's not telling. Um, and I get it. Like, why, why would you, why would you spoil that? Make Notre Dame think more. Why, why would we, why would we give out that information? So let's see. Joe Anderson, so I'm assuming he's saying it's social media. It's, it's for people with no clue to voice their opinions. Yeah, I mean, Joe, look at you in the comments, my guy. I see you every day. Absolutely. I mean, it, it does serve as a great tool for that. David Barnes, y'all don't trust Shane Beamer. David, who who doesn't? I mean, I I, I absolutely trust Shane Beamer. Um, 110%. <laughs> I mean, I don't just say this. Like, I really would not put his name on merchandise and wear it if, uh, if I – Thought he was a slapdick. I, 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 I mean, I, I love Coach Beamer. I, I love what he's building. How could you? How could you not trust Beamer after the season? You know, how could you not? How could you not? Uh, David. Oh, David Barnes. There's a David Barnes on Facebook. So there's. Are there two David Barnes? Interesting. Again, guys, phone lines are open. 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377. would love to hear from you all. Again, a great press conference. What a day thus far. Uh, the podcast dropped this morning. Extremely busy show today with obviously everything uh, going on over the last 48, 72 hours or so. Also, big uh, big basketball game tonight, guys. Court Cox, my homie Lamont. Right? 
back on the court at UAB. At UAB. Big game. That's a big game. 16 and a half point underdogs, the game cocks are. So it'll be a tough one. Seven o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Full game preview on the podcast. Again, guys. Um, let's see. Wow, Jada committed to Auburn. Really? Did that just happen? Where, where, where are you seeing that? Did I miss that? Or is this just these just comments? Oh, it's. They're trending for him. He ain't committed there. Come on, my guy. When is B- me and BB retorted merch coming? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Kenny Childers, what you got as a pissed-off coach, determined OC who wants to shut up all the doubters, keep Rattler Wells, and get your popcorn ready. Kenny, I love it. I'd rather him be pissed off than pissed on. So, I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. I love where we're at as a program. Again, I, I love... I love the chip on the shoulder mentality. I love the drop your nuts mentality. I want us to keep that mentality. I hope we stay pissed off. I hope I hope Beamer and Loggins and all that crew stays pissed off. I want them to be pissed off. I want them to. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, I think Trey Knox will come to South Carolina. <clears throat> I, I think so. I think so. I think that that will happen. I think he will follow. I think he will follow Loggins to um, to South Carolina, no doubt. Garrett, do you think the Bobolade decommits pretty much directly related to Marshawn Lee? I mean, Garrett, it, it, it possibly, possibly, it would be a guess if I said for sure. I'm not for sure, right? But it could play into it. Let's jump back to the phone line. Call from Coach Ford. Tick. Coach Ford, what's up, man? How you doing? Uh, much, man. You know what else going to call? Figure yeah. I would. Yeah. I'm with you. I ho- I'm glad he's pissed. I hope he stays pissed. I hope he fills our boots up his back. Um, I hope he. I hope this hire works out. As a Gamecock grad, I hope it works out. But but I think. I think Beamer was a little over the top when you attack the media, boys. That's, that's dangerous because you think Gene, Gene's going to spin it up as bad as he can going forward. So you better win. Mm. Yeah. When you chastise the media, you chastise the fans, you better win. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, whatever he –
Yep. Okay, sorry, I lost you for a second. We glitched out there. I think that was the uh, the Gene Sapikoff hackers. <clears throat> Anyways, no, I, I I would say I would say this with the uh, the comments to to Sapikoff. Um, I mean, I had no issue with it, um, but I but I will say what I didn't like. What I didn't like from Gene Sapikoff specifically, because you know I, I I don't I don't want media credentials. I don't want them. Like I I loved watching that presser from my couch today this morning. Uh, I have no desire to be going to the facility all the time, and 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 you know does me no good really. But what I don't like is a guy like Gene asking like Loggins, for example, a question where, or even and, and I like Phil Cornblue a lot. I've had him on the show, but he does this at times too. Guys in the media ask questions where it's obvious they're trying to like put them in a negative position to almost paint them in a negative light to get them to say something. And so that's what he did when he asked Loggins about, you know, what, you know, can you speak to well, what Beamer said? Was he being truthful? And like, like, like what kind of question is that? Like, like that, why, why would you well, ask that? Well, why but, would you ask that? Well, but Chris, so he, the, the, the whole pressure could have been painted a different way by Beamer to start with. I mean, it shouldn't be a shocker to Beamer that, that the fan base is a little disappointed when you look at this guy's resume. And instead of coming in and saying, hey, I know what you've seen. Let me explain to you what I know about this. Let me tell you why I made this decision. Instead, you want to come in and lecture the fans and talk down to the fans and call out a guy like Gene in, in front of the in front of the the, the room. I mean, I just don't think Beamer should have been shocked that people had a negative spin. I mean, this guy's literally been fired everywhere he's been, and I mean, you know, I mean, there's there's no running from the resume. I mean, yeah. there's there's no way to run from it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, only time's gonna tell whether this was a bri- a stroke of brilliance or if it's the nail in Beamer's coffin. But but I think. I think Beamer could have come off and said, hey, let me tell y'all why. I know what you're saying, but let me tell you why Why I know something different. Yeah. I mean – Well, uh, you know, I, I would I, just, I would I, say I, this. We, we the, all have the, our – The aggressive, the aggressive right. posture. Right. Well, we, I, the aggressive I, posture. I mean, I, passion's one thing, but that, that's another, though. Yeah. I mean, I, I was just going to say this. We all have our opinions on how to attack it, and Beamer's a passionate guy, and his emotions come out. And I, I'm not sure there are many coaches that are more in tune with social media you know, I'm not sure there are many more college football coaches that are more in tune with social media than he is. So he, uh, you know, I think it just kind of all comes out when he's, when he's at the podium and and that's just kind of what you get. So uh, like I said, I would rather, and not to, not to take a reference from our our previous coach, but I I would rather have to tell him slow down than to giddy up. Like I I like the fact that he's got the passion. He's got the energy. I, I can live with that. And I mean, you're right. You're Hey, I'll tell you this. You're right. You don't want to pick, fights with people in the media because they can say whatever the hell they want you're kind of limited to coach speak so like gene sapikoff can just slander carolina if he wants he's still going to be employed you know what i mean it's it's so that's a battle that's a fight you don't want to get into like you want the media on your side but granted too like i get it shane beamer's a human and you know i it it, he wants to respond to something He's, he's got every right to do so it didn't bother me i get the i get the angle you're coming from but uh yeah, I mean, you. De- I, I definitely agree with you. You don't want to make enemies in the media. I get that. Like, I 1,000% agree with you. Well, well, like I said, I mean, and, and people have gotten mad at me over the internet. I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a Gamecock alum, and I mean, I, I hope I hope we beat everybody by 100 and, and all, but there's no running from the guy's resume. And 
people who say, well, you know, that he he was with some bad teams. Well, we kind of are the Miami Dolphins of the SEC. I mean, it's not for me. It's not that I'm upset that he didn't take uh, Mitch Trubisky or you know uh, Ryan Tannehill and take them to the Super Bowl. It's that we didn't really see any measurable benefit. And the the, the comments that he made to stop to Gene this morning about well, did you call did you call Bill Parcells? Did you call this guy? You know damn well he did. I mean, so why? I mean, you're just you're just trying to make a, a jerk out of Gene and. The question, the follow-up question Gene should have asked is, well, did any of them tell you why they didn't hire him? Mm. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's funny that they all had such glowing comments for him, but yet he was coaching tight ends at his alma mater. Right. I mean, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Beamer, Beamer should be able to recognize the gaps in this guy's resume and why anybody, media, fan, whoever, would question this. Mm. Especially when you're going to tell me that your phone was blowing up and you had – sitting head coaches and all this other stuff wanting to come to work for you, and you picked a guy who's never – who's been fired literally everywhere he's been, you got to anticipate that people are going to take a negative spin. And all you need to say is, I understand. Let me tell you what I know that you don't know. You know, instead of kind of digging a foxhole, which he has dug one now, you can be sure Gene, Gene will – every time he gets a chance to, to gin up a bad story, he will. Yeah, I mean that's and that's so, you know. And I don't so, know, but yeah, I mean, I mean, all we can do is hope for the best at this point. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, it's it's. <clears throat> I guess I keep asking the question to people: Would you would you have printed this guy's resume off and taken it to your boss? Yeah, I mean, and and, I, and I'll say this: I would I'll, not. I, I'll say this, Coach Ford, because I mean, and, and I, you know, I'm glad you voice your opinion. I think all the opinions are valuable, and um, I've given my opinion on logins and some of the concerns, obviously, and, and the underwhelming nature of the hire to a degree. But, you know, I'm, I'm not going to spend – and I know you're not either, but I'm, I'm not going to spend time day in, day out. Uh, I'm not a guilty till proven innocent. I'm not going to bury him on a daily basis. So, you know, I'm, uh, it's a blank canvas for me, and, and I'm open to whatever happens, and I hope and pray to God that we start off on a hot note next year. And, uh, you know, he's the guy. So, we, well, you we, and – well, you and you and I, you and I shared a, 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 a message back and forth the other day. You know, at this point, it's we've hired him, and yeah, I mean, all we can do is hope that the tweaks he wants to put yeah. to what Satterfield was trying to do will work. Mm. And but but the thing, the word to me is accountability. Mm. I mean, because if if the board pushed back on this hire, mm. and now that you've kind of foxholed yourself with the media and some of the fans. I mean, you really got to stand accountable. If if he fails, you fail. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you you were all but double dog dared not to hire the guy. Yeah. I mean, you got to be accountable. If it, if he works, it works. But yeah. if it don't, well, and I, and I think Beamer, I think Beamer knows that. I mean, I, I think he understands the importance of the hire. I think he, I think he understands. Yep. I mean, I mean, he it's it's an SEC job, man. I think he knows there's pressure and. Um, and, you know, again, I mean, Beamer got his guy. So let's see what happens. And, uh, again, I can have my – you know, we have our doubts. We have our, you know, our, our criticisms of it in, in regards to the resume. I, I guess, you know, I, and I had this thought yesterday. I thought to myself, you know what, maybe maybe he will turn out – maybe we're looking back in five years and he's been a fantastic addition for us and the offense is clicking. We say he just wasn't an NFL guy. He, he's a college guy. I mean, I, I, that's what I'm hoping. That's what I'm hoping. So we'll see. Well, well, yeah. well. Well, well, maybe, maybe. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw, 
with Spurrier and people like that, that it really requires yeah. them to be the, the in charge. I mean, you can't yank your quarterback out like Spurrier did when you're when the guy makes thirty million dollars. Um, yeah. You know, you're not going to pull him out and bench him. So, mm-hmm. all right, but go Cox. Yeah, man, Coach Ford, I appreciate the call, man. Great stuff. Hey, listen, Coach Ford, um, I respect it. I respect it. A uh, lot, lot to unpack there from Coach Ford, and um, you know, I, I would, I would say this because I mean, you guys know I, I fall in the middle, right? I mean, it's it's funny to me, <laughs> it's hilarious to me when people when people reach out to me and they they just try to say I'm I'm part of the doom and gloom crowd and I'm just just negative and I'm like, all that shows me and tells me is you don't pay attention to all of the content because I'm I, I give credit where credit's due. I, I support Coach Beamer to the moon. I also am critical of the thing I love so dearly. That that's and that will never change. Let's jump back to the call phone. from. And he hung up. All right, cool, cool. Sorry guys for the uh, the glitch. By the way, sorry for the glitch earlier. I, I don't know what Melon just bugged out. I, I will say this though. By the way, the interface right been much better. We have not had the <clears throat> the bugging in and out with the microphone, and so I'm, I'm glad that was the. I'm glad that we resolved the issue. Let me just say that. Let me just say that. I have to read this comment because this is just too funny. Craig Phillips says, Coach Ford complains after getting laid. Let me tell you what you did wrong and how to fix it. (laughs) Oh, Craig, you wrong for that, my guy. You wrong for that. You wrong for that, my guy. That's foul. That's foul. Um... Justin Gant said, drop it. I'm done with it now. Trust Beamer what he's doing. No reason for someone to bash a coach who's coming to end the OC for your school. Give the guy a chance. He's not going to be worse than Sat. A lot of county alumni players sign off for the guy. Do you want a coach who's going to be here maybe four years and have a coach that less, last one year leaves? Plus, the guy can recruit. Yeah, I mean, Justin, again, that, that, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I would tell any Carolina fan that is that even no matter how you feel about the hire, and I'm talking to myself too, you know, Shane Beamer got his guy. Dowell Loggins is our offensive coordinator. So, you know, I'm not going to go into next season with a guilty until proven innocent mindset, nor should you. Let's give him a chance. Let's see what happens. Let's let Loggins cook. And we'll see where we're at when the dust settles. Hey, I'm going to give Loggins the opportunity to succeed or fail. And I'm hoping it's massive success. I hope this time next year we're talking about, man, Loggins was the best hire of the last cycle and we scored 45 points per game and, I hope so. I hope that's where we're at. Um, you know, maybe maybe he's a college guy. Maybe the NFL wasn't meant for him. Maybe he was in just some really bad situations. You know, Shane Beamer brought that up in re- excuse me in regards to the circumstances he was in at the NFL level. Some of the teams, some of the rosters, some of the coaches he was with, some of the injuries he dealt with. So, you know, maybe 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 Loggins is Beamer's missing piece. You know, to to get us closer to contending for titles. So. Anyways, guys, we're rolling. We're rolling. We're rolling. We're rolling. Yeah, how about that simulation last night? Good God. Good God. What a time. Um, B. Hughes, the contract. Yes, it's three years, one million per year. Travis Lee is Atkins and Hardesty leaving. There has been nothing official, Travis Lee. Uh, Atkins' contract was not renewed. So I'd imagine Atkins is done. I, I would imagine he's done. And I and I think I think it's probably for the best with the with the health issues he's dealt with and, and all that. But I think Atkins is probably done. 
Um, but we'll see. We don't know yet. We don't know yet. They have not said anything. They have said nothing. Again, guys, phone lines are open. Um, great stuff. Great stuff from Beamer today. Like I said, I love the fact he's got a chip on his shoulder. You know, I told you guys after that win against Clem Sucks, that that drop your nuts mentality, that chip on the shoulder mentality, that should be our mentality forever, in my opinion. Like, like, like I love the underdog, us against the world type of mindset. I, I think that plays very well for us. Like, I would love nothing more than for South Carolina to be that team you just don't want to play. We might not win 10, 11, 12 games a year, but we are that team. You see us on the schedule, and, and you cringe. You hate to play us because you know we're going to play loose. We're going to play free. We're going to attack. We got nothing to lose. And so you're going to have to deal with that for 60 minutes. I love that attitude. And I think you couple that with Shane Beamer, his passion, his energy. I think we're in a good spot. I mean, there's a reason I say Beamer wall to the moon. We're in a very good spot. I think the program's in a good spot. You just have to trust the process, and I know it's it's it throws people for a loop. I, I don't know if people will ever get used to their favorite players just up and leaving. You know what I mean? Like, I understand why – I understand why fans have been in a tizzy this week. You see Marshawn Lloyd, Jaheim Bell, the portal happened, decommits happened. Like, I, I get that. I get that. I understand it. And I also love the fact that Shane Beamer is able to come in and – talk to the fan base and talk to South Carolina fans and Gamecock Nation and, you know, be that voice of, hey, guys, we're good. We're good. I got you. I got you. You know, I know our guy Luke RJ loves that. Luke RJ feels like a coach should use his press conferences to speak directly to the fan base. So, let's jump back to the phone lines. Call from Chad. What's going on, man? How are you? Hey, Chris. You know, I like a couple of things uh, he said, uh, Dal said. Nobody's talking about this, but he said, these kids are also going to school. You can't make it so complex that they can't learn it. The NFL has 40 hours. They're at 7 in the morning till 4 or 5 in the afternoon learning these playbooks. He also said, you, you pitched. You played college baseball. He said, you can't change how they throw the ball you can tweak a few things um i think that's big i think dotty uh Dodie, they changed how he threw for a while i think they changed his legs i think when earlier in my opinion yeah no i i definitely noticed that as well with your your comment about logins and the efficiency and simplicity and uh you know having an offense is easy to understand i, I think that was very evident that that was something that uh they're committed to right yeah, having an offense that they can maximize their talent because their players can play fast and understand the playbook. And that sounds so simple, but, you know, after what we just dealt with for basically two years, uh, you know, I think that's important. So, I loved hearing that. What do you really think about Spencer staying with having a NFL OC old staff? Do you think he has to go to the pro day and kill it? Because they know how he can throw the ball. Don't you right. believe that? I mean, oh, what yeah. do you think makes him stay? Is it going second round, which isn't going to happen? Yeah. So, what do you think makes him stay? What makes him stay? Well, I think NIL helps. <laughs> We're being totally honest. Um, I think NIL helps. I, I think, 
the the potential to work under a Loggins and come back and put together a full quality season would be helpful. I mean, I, I think it'd be very beneficial for Spencer Rattler to come back. And I think they, you know, I'm sure they've already started having conversations, but I'm sure after the bowl game, they will sit down and Beamer will realistically and Loggins will realistically have a convo. And here's, I think here's something that would be very, or that will be really beneficial also. You know, Loggins was in the NFL for a long time. So he's seen young quarterbacks come in. He's seen young quarterbacks have success. He's seen young quarterbacks struggle, I'm sure. So I think he'll be able to provide Spencer Rattler with a lot of great perspective about, hey, here's what you're getting yourself into if you go into the draft and you go to the league. And I'm not sure what happened. Our caller just hung up there. But uh, I think Loggins will be able to provide a lot of great perspective for Spencer Rattler making that next jump. And as Coach Four points out, this class is loaded with quarterbacks. I think it would be very smart for Spencer Rattler to come back. And But, I mean, that's a decision he's got to make. But I think there are a lot of positives and a lot of upside and a lot of reason to believe that it would be a really great decision for Rattler to uh, to return. So, yeah, anyways, I appreciate the call, my man. I don't know what just happened there with the the phone lines on your end, but uh, thank you so much for the question. Again, guys, we're rocking. We're rolling 843-790-3377. That's 843-790-3377 here on this Wednesday. I, you know what I loved? And I feel like this kind of went under the radar maybe a little bit. You know, I just – I loved the fact that, you know, Shane Beamer said, hey, we're going a certain direction. All right? We're going a certain direction. You can either get on the bus or you can hop off. And I and I think that was a not-so-subtle statement to guys like a Jaheim Bell, like a Marshawn Lloyd, where it's like, listen, we got nothing but love for you, but – as I said before, we're going to stand on business. You can stand on business also. But we're going to stand on business. We're going to stand on business. Let's see. Anyways, um, yeah, we're, we're going to stand on business. So, I, hey, we, we got to do what's best for us, and we're going to keep it moving with or without you. So, I love that. I love that. Yeah, Heath, I don't know why South Carolina has not uploaded the – I mean, I guess probably because it's a big file, long video. Um, the presser – Gamecocks Online did post it. I don't know, my guy. I would say look later today on YouTube. I would, I would say look later today on YouTube. Heath, I'm excited for the humidor, my guy. I'm excited for the humidor. Beamer ball to the moon, indeed, Stephanie, indeed. <clears throat> yeah, GamecockFB.com. You can also find the presser there. Good good looks, Cody, good looks. Um, Luke Boyd. Do you think we got a running back out of the portal or is it going to be the Lavoisier Carroll show? I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I mean, I, I, I think they'll, you know, they're, they're obviously going to recruit the portal hard, and if there's a running back out there that can help them, I bet you we add one. I would be willing to bet we add one. I don't have any names or anybody in particular that I see or I think we should go after, but, uh, you know. Anyways, I mean, yeah, listen, the, the, the Marshawn Lloyd thing, the exit, the way it happened, guys, it is what it is. Wish him best of luck, and 
I, I kind of agree with, you know, I, I loved what Beamer said also. He's like, I worry about the guys that are on our roster. I'm not, I'm not too worried about the guys that leave. So, you know. Stephanie says, what's next for Dak Joyner? <clears throat> Any ideas? I, I don't know. I mean, he's got a decision to make. You know, he can come back next year. <clears throat> he can. He can come back. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know what Dak will decide. I really don't. I think it just depends on, you know, is he ready to begin the next chapter of life? Or does, you know, if I was him, I'd come back. Why not play college football for another year? Why not? Are you ready to go? But I, I think also he's got a baby on the way, maybe. So if that's the case, and I, if I'm wrong, please somebody tell me. I don't mean to. Maybe he doesn't. I don't. I don't know. I could be wrong. I thought he did. Either way, though, it's does he want to come back? I, I don't know. I don't know. <clears throat> Let's see. Uh, yeah, Michael says we desperately need O line from the portal. Uh, okay, so Dak does have a daughter on the way. All right, I, I I was like, I don't think I'm making that up. I don't think I'm making that up. Let's see. Oh, kid's already born. Okay, I didn't see. I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah, I would agree. O line would be great to target in the portal. Yeah, we we we. You know, it's. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not going front, man. The, the loss is a big tree, and and uh, <clears throat> and Jada hurt. They do. We need linemen. I mean, we badly need linemen, and I'm sure. But, I, you know, I trust Beamer again. I trust Beamer's going to get the guys we need. So, all we got is all we need, and the guys we're getting. I, I, I'm still confident this is going to be a very, very strong recruiting class. And, um, you know, confident in Shane Beamer again. He'll get the ones that we need for sure. Guys, we're going to jump into a quick break. On the other side, though, I want to continue to hear from you. We're rocking and rolling here on this Wednesday. More of your questions, your comments, your calls, and more. You're tuned in to the Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, your comments, and your calls as well. 843-790-3377. The phone lines are open. You can also text that number. I see you guys bringing the heat in the comments. Let's see. Bert, or let's see. Uh, Andrew Horrell first. <clears throat> he says, my point is that Beamer was very forward about things, and people still want to be negative. This fan base has been so damn up and down, consistently was talked about in the presser, and that could go – even go for the fans being more positive, seeing as Beamer saw it through to lead the season the way that it went. It was ugly at times, but we did great things. I, I would agree, eight and four. I mean, it speaks for itself, right? It was, uh, you know, I don't care how we got there. I, I said it over the summer, right? I'd sign up for eight and four in a heartbeat. I, I wouldn't have gave a damn how it looked <clears throat> for 90% of it. The bottom line is we finished eight and four and the way we finished one of the most memorable finishes, I mean, probably ever, probably ever in school history. I mean, back-to-back -back wins over top 10 teams. You beat Clem Sucks. Great year. Bert Holland says, I'll get into that comment in just a second. Let's jump back to the phone. To accept. What's going on, man? How are you? How you doing, Bubba? I'm doing well. What's up? Hey, man, I just um, listened to your show, and I, I think I think the higher – I think it's, it's going to be in the well, – I can't speak to one, but it's going to be a home run because – the best thing you want to do with the talent we got is simplify the game plan. Mm -hmm. And that's what, um, uh, how you pronounce the name, Chris Logan, Logan, Logan's. Yeah. Dowell Logan's. Yeah. No, I, I'd agree. Yeah. I, I'd agree. It, it's obvious from the comments. They are committed to, to simplifying and efficiency and allowing their playmakers to, to make plays. So, yeah, I mean, I love it. I, yeah. I loved everything you had to say. 
Um, who do who do you think um in the bowl games will get the majority of the carries? I mean, Juju. I don't see him as an every down back, but I don't know how you see it. You think we see Lavasier Carroll get some totes along with Amos and um, I don't know Miller Dante Miller. Uh, I think it'll be Christian Beal Smith and Juju McDowell will probably carry the load. Yeah, maybe Lavasier gets some touches. Um, yeah, but I, I would imagine if Beal Smith is healthy, which I would imagine that he is. I say Bill yeah. Smith probably gets a lot of it, and uh, you know Juju McDowell obviously involved a lot as well. So I'd say those two guys. Can CVS come? Can CVS come back next year? Yeah, does he have any eligibility left? I think he was a grad transfer, so I think he's. I don't. I think this is his last. I think this is his last year. I could be wrong. I mean, it's it's kind of. You know, I, I'm hesitant to say with a lot of guys because it's really confusing because of the. Uh, you know, the COVID year and who has one and who doesn't. But, I mean, yeah. yeah, CBS is done. Yeah, my guy just confirmed. CBS is done. So, this is his last college I was game. talking to a few – I was talking to a few of my Gamecock friends. And they, were at, they questioned me. They said, what if Grayson McCall decides to come to South Carolina? I mean, I, we're pretty set at quarterback, but would you take him? I mean, I think you got to figure out what what uh, Rattler's going to do first uh, before you make any – Yeah. <clears throat> any decisions like that? I mean, it sounded like he just – it sounds like he's either visiting or just visited Auburn. So, I I think he's – I would imagine he ends up there. But, no, nah, he's a good college yeah, yeah, player. Yeah, because he's got two – he's got two years left. I mean, I'm – I I think I, I think Rattler's going to be back next year because, I mean, why not build on what you've already done this year mm-hmm. and just maybe throw yourself in the Heisman race next year? You never know. I'll let you run, man. I'll let you off there. All right, man. Later. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. No, thanks so much for the call. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they handle right. the uh, – my phone. Okay. How they handle the uh, the quarterback position. Just who they go – if they go after anybody in the portal, who they decide to bring in. Um, but we, we've got plenty of quarterbacks, man. I mean, this, beyond Rattler, you got Doty, you got Bailey, you got Davis, you got Dante Reno coming in. There, There's plenty of options. So, I just – you know, I, I, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about this more probably <clears throat> in January when it's actually happening. But I just, I will say, I, I wonder how. I don't know. It's just if, if, because you love the portal, right? And you love the idea and the thought of bringing a guy in who's an experienced Power Five starter. But I talked about this, right? Recruiting the quarterback position. How does that change? Um, you know, because if you bring in another transfer guy, I mean, you can basically bank on, <clears throat> you can basically, <clears throat> excuse me, you can bank on that Tanner Bailey and Braden Davis are gone. I mean, why are they just going to ride, you know, ride the pine for the next two, three years? Like, why would they? So, uh, Bert Holland says, 107.5 the game. You should fire Jay Phillips after he acted so surprised by Beamer's presser. He was negative for the past three weeks above about the OC. Now he's shocked at coach's response. I'm done with you guys to you till you get rid of his loud mouth that only wants to hear himself talk. Bert is not happy with Jay Phillips today. Not happy. I did not hear a word Jay Phillips had to say. You know, it's funny. I, I used to, <clears throat> I'll be honest with you guys. I used to listen to like 107.5 the game and, you know, other other entities. But when you're doing your own thing, you just really don't have any time to listen to anybody. So, um, 
I didn't hear a word Jay Phillips had to say, but apparently Burt's not thrilled. Burt's not thrilled. Jay Smith, Dutch Fork running back committed to Clemson Sucks. What's your thoughts? Should we have offered him? I, Jay, if, if Beamer doesn't offer him, then I, then my answer is no. I mean, I, you know, you got to trust Beamer and that he's going to offer the guys we need. So, uh, you know, there's if they didn't offer him, I guess there's a reason. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's tough to say, man. I'm not going to sit here and act like I've watched the Dutch Fork running back play this season. I, I don't even – I mean, I know he had great stats. Um, you know, I don't know. Andrew, Loggins' first test securing the O-line commitments from Tree and Jaddy. Yeah, that would be big. Coach Four, we don't need a portal quarterback. If Rattler leaves, you got to give the freshman a chance. Yeah, I, I would tend to agree. I would tend to agree. Chad Goblin, Chris, if we go 7-5 and five next year, is that a setback? What do you think expectations should realistically be? I, I will say this, Chad. I'm glad you bring this up, man, because I, I just sometimes, sometimes I look at, and I think Brad Crawford, my good buddy, brought this up yesterday also. What are our expectations? Like, what's our what's our goal? What what is our goal? You know, be, because I think that goes a long way in 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 determining your overall mood, right? Like, and this applies to life. You know, if, if you set unrealistic expectations, you're always going to be, or for the most part, be disgruntled, upset, dissatisfied. You know, that's why that old adage exists, like, right, if you, if you set low expectations, you, you, can't, you can't disappoint, right? And I'm not saying we should have low expectations. But I will say that sometimes I do wonder, I'm like, if the goal in year two was to go eight and four, which we all agreed, I think, before the season, outside of a few outlier 10 and two folks, you know who you are. I think we all agreed eight and four was going to be a really good year. And so here we sit after an eight and four season. I mean, I don't think we have a lot to complain about. I mean, I, I think we we met expectations this year. No doubt. We even overachieved, if you look at the Vegas over-under. So sometimes I wonder, I'm like, like, are we, are we, are we more disgruntled than we should be? Because our expectations shouldn't be to go 12 and 0. They shouldn't. Not right now, they shouldn't. And sometimes our levels of dissatisfaction, I feel like, resemble a team that just went eight and four, but was expected to win the SEC East. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I'm and I'm talking to myself. I'm talking to myself when I say that. I won't apologize at looking through looking at things through a critical eye, but I do remind myself also that we're in a great spot right now. And I'll say that openly. We're in a great spot right now. Beamer ball to the moon. The way we finished up the season, dream finish. It was a dream season, honestly, in a lot of ways. So sometimes I just wonder, I'm like, are we, are we like, are we more disgruntled than we should be? Like, why are we expecting, why, why did, did people come into the 2022 season expecting to win 10 games? And again, I, I know some, some, some folks out there did. God bless you. God bless you, truly. But I've said it before, guys, that realistic expectations in my mind for Gamecocks football, if we can go, over the course of a decade, if we can average eight wins per year and every three to four years we either have the right quarterback 
our schedule works out well. You know, we got a veteran team. You know, we benefited from the portal or NIL or whatever. You know, every three to four years, we can realistically compete for an SEC East. And we can compete to go to Atlanta. But eight and four would be a great place to live, man. Eight and four would be a great place to live. And I don't know a Gamecock that wouldn't take that. I don't know a Gamecock that would not take that. Eight and four is a lot of fun, guys. Eight and four is a fun season. I mean, this, when you look at this past season from like the drama side of things, this was a fun year. This was a fun year. Slapdick McIntosh in the TDC Questions channel, he points out, sorry to say this, Chris, but the talent was there to be a 10-win team. And you might be right, Slapdick McIntosh. You might be right. I mean, you know, we, we all agree on the offensive side we didn't maximize our talent early on. I mean, and that's so true from the aspect of, like, we had more offensive success against Tennessee and Clemson than we did against South Carolina State, than we did against Charlotte. You know what I mean? So it's like the the talent was there. I mean, I'll tell you this, though. The only game that I really look at, the only game I really look at and I say, we just had no business losing, it was absurd we lost, was the Missouri game. that, That one to me is just, that's the most baffling yet again loss of the season. If you would have told, now, the way the Florida game happened, that was inexcusable. But if you would have told me in the preseason, hey, you're going to lose to Arkansas, Georgia, and Florida, I'd have been like, okay, that, that makes sense. That, that, that makes sense. Like Arkansas, they beat us fair and square. I, I agree with you. The offense was not where it needed to be, but they beat it. We couldn't stop the run. They beat us fair and square. Georgia was Georgia. Beat us fair and square. They killed us. It wasn't even close. We wouldn't have beat Georgia. I don't care what team showed up. We wouldn't have beat Georgia. So, <clears throat> you know, I... I all things considered, again, we had a great year. You know what I mean? Like, did we have, you know, it's did we have the talent to win 10 games? Possibly, possibly, but 8-4 and four was more realistic of a finish. And it's what I picked. And, you know, again, with the way you finish the season, all static with it. But, you know, Mizzou is the big one that just, oh, my God. It just, it, it makes your stomach, it makes your stomach turn, you know. Um, yeah, and Chris Gray points out, I love this. The talent was not there to expect to be a 10-win team. Exactly. Exactly. It's easy. To, hindsight's twenty twenty. We could sit back and and say that, you know, we had the talent. But I, I'm just saying that sometimes I, and, and again, I'm speaking to myself that I'm like, I mean, do we win eight and four? What do we even have to complain about? And like I said, I think we should always apply pressure. You know, you hire an OC. We're going to weigh positives, negatives, be critical about it. We're going to give praise to it. Both sides should be recognized, for sure, for sure. But when it comes to this season, I I got no – I mean, this season was great. Eight and four, guys, is a fun year. It is. Again, this season from the drama aspect, I had a blast. I don't know if you all heard that. Something something popped in here. I don't know what just happened, but – that scared the shit out of me. Um, let's see. Guys, I want to say thank you all so much. Switching gears a little bit. Thank you all so much for the the merchandise side of the business. Things have been going crazy, so I, I appreciate it, man. We got the Cox versus Catholics 
merch out now, which, heck, I ordered mine. I'll be rocking it down there in, in Jacksonville. Can't wait. Can't wait to rock it down in Jacksonville. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, something. I Did, did y'all hear that? It was like a pop. It wasn't anything with the setup. Something. I don't know what. I don't know what just happened. Yeah, Coach Ford broke in. I don't know what just happened. Dabble Loggins is breaking in. Loggins is in the kitchen right now. Loggins is in the kitchen. Tyler Knowles says, we're not at a point where we should expect to go 12-0. Beamer's making it clear he's going to get us to that level, and if any fans don't want it to happen, then move on. Tyler, who doesn't want that to happen? Tyler, what Gamecock fan don't want to go 12-0? You tell me. Point them out, my guy, if they exist. Point them out if they exist. Who? Who, who amongst us? Who amongst us does not want to go 12-0? <laughs> I can assure you I do. I can assure you I do. We all do. Uh, Austin Hicks, what do you think percentage of Rattler coming back is? I, I'd really genuinely, man, put it at 50-50. Like, I, I, I because I don't know. I, I just don't know. I'd put it at 50-50, though. I'd put it at 50-50. Chad. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chad. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you guys want to support the business. Support the content, support everything we do, and you're on YouTube. You can do so through Super Chat, Super Stickers. I appreciate it. But, uh, yeah, full reaction to Dabble Loggins, his introductory presser. I think all great things. I, I loved what I heard, and, you know, you, you don't you don't score points in a press conference, but it was a, it was a uh, you know, it was a great opening presser. I, I liked what I heard. Luke Boyd, I'll be in Jacksonville the 29th to the 31st. Yeah, I'll be down there, I think, actually that exact time frame. So, I will, we'll probably do, I don't know. I was thinking about we could, I don't know. We'll figure out the schedule. We may, we may skip TDC on that Wednesday or do a late TDC. Maybe not. Maybe we'll just leave from here for Jacksonville after TDC that Wednesday. But I will be in Jacksonville that Wednesday, the 29th. And uh, we'll be there the 30th, of course. And then the 31st, we will come back. So, yes, going to be a good time. Lot J, Frank. Lot J, you are correct. Lot J. You are correct. Lot J. Going to be a good time. Again, guys, 843 Seven nine zero three three seven seven. Eric Fryer, do you think Beamer's starting to show a little HBC with the way he came out this morning? I, I, you know, maybe so. Maybe so. I, I mean, I, listen, I loved it. Like I said, I loved the fire. I loved the passion. Give me more of that. I love that chip on your shoulder, that edge. That's going to take him and us very far. Let's jump back to the phone lines. Call from Robbie Davis, Zach's Hall of Famer. Robbie Davis, what's up, man? How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing on this? Uh, what day are we in, anyways? I'm, I'm losing Today track is hump day, my guy. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's so. Wednesday. Okay. Okay. It's Wednesday. Okay. <laughs> I'm losing track of my days here lately, man. Thanks. Uh, um, I just wanted to say that I liked a majority of the stuff that Loggins in the press conference. I listened to the press conference this morning. I like the majority of uh, the stuff that he said. You know, yeah, he said, obviously, yes, it is a pro-style offense. 
but it's much simpler, not as insane or crazy. He's, and he's, and he made sure to say that he's going to make sure that we put the ball in the right player's hands in order to have success. And I said this yesterday, or I said this either yesterday or a couple of days ago, just because you're a NFL coordinator or or a head coach or what or what, or what have you does not mean you're going to be a good NFL head coach, right? Like, for instance, Steve Spurrier, he went and coached in the NFL for the Redskins and did horrible. But while he was in college, teams couldn't barely do anything to beat Spurrier. So I think I think some coaches are just a better fit for college ball. And some coaches are a better fit for pro ball. That's just the way it is. And we don't know really nothing about Loggins really, except for that he was the, he was at Arkansas and was in the NFL for the Panthers and the Browns and maybe a couple other teams. I can't really remember that far back. But I just am gonna, I'm just going to sit back and just see how it goes. And it's going to go one of two ways. It's either the crap's either going to hit the fans or the fans are going to be very happy with this hire. You really have no reason, no fan really has no reason to be upset with Daryl Loggins right now. Yeah, I mean, listen, again, I, I, I say this, Robbie. This is what I would say. And I'm not telling anybody how to fan, but this is this is my approach. You hire an OC, you hire an OC, I'm going to give my honest take, assessment, evaluation of it. Mm-hmm. But now he's our guy. And so I hope and have my fingers crossed and, and believe in Shane Beamer, thus I believe in him until he proves me wrong. I'm not going into 2023 with this guilty until proven innocent mindset it's absolutely it's a blank canvas and we will right. see what happens and i'm excited for it because right. again because again if shane beamer's excited for it and if shane beamer believes in him and if shane beamer's willing to stick his neck out for him then i have no reason not to believe that he won't have massive success here despite what his previous stops in the nfl say i'm excited to see what it looks like Yeah, me too. And I, I, I think. I mean, I said the same thing when, when, of course, I'm switching sports here. But I said the same thing when Lamont Paris was hired. Right? It's it's not it's not going to be peaches and cream his first year. Okay, he's got to get the guys that he wants. With the with the with he's got to get the guys that he wants to run the system that he wants to run, and do I think right now we have the guys to an extent? Yes, I think we have the guys to run Loggins' system. 
and he's going to figure out what his what what the wep, what the wep, the with, with the weapons that we have, he's going to figure out. Okay, this guy can do this. This guy can do this. This guy is very good at running. This say like this guy is very good at running a slant route. This guy's very good at doing a go route. This guy is very good at at making a guy miss on a screen and getting about ten to fifteen yards. He's going to figure out a way to get our guys the ball. Indeed. Made that very clear in the presser, Robbie. <clears throat> Made that very clear in the presser. And I literally, just before I called in, switching to the whole UAB thing now, I, I watched a YouTube video of UAB, and they really only have, from what I saw, one guy that we have to look out for. Yeah, he's one of the best shooters and in all, is, of co- all of college basketball. Yeah, Jordan Walker. Yeah. Averaging, yeah, averaging 25 points shoot. per game. 41, 41% from shoot. three, Robbie. Even I know you know 41% is good. That's really good from, from three. Yeah, generations. 41% may look bad, but that's actually pretty good. Okay, <laughs> that's actually pretty good. If you're shooting 41% or higher, I'll take that any day of the week, okay? I'm just saying, I would take that six days of the week and twice on Sunday, okay? But if we can make him turn him into a passer and make him enforce turnovers, I think we can pull it off and win. Is the game at UAB or is it in Cola? It's at UAB, Robbie. Okay. Okay. I, I, I couldn't remember. Uh, I think, I think, and we're going to have, and definitely we're going to have to, you know, not let them get on a roll in their building. Cause it's, I feel like it's the same way with basketball as it is in football, right? If you're playing an away game, don't let the home team get on a roll because then the crowd gets involved and it gets even harder. So you've got to – we've got to play at the pace that we want to play. Force them to play fast because I think if we force UAB to play fast, faster than they want to, I think we can pull it off. And so my prediction is 75 to 65 Carolina. That would be a huge win, my guy. Huge win. I'll take it. And UAB is good. Don't get me wrong. UAB is very good. They have a very good record. They got a better record than we do. They do. They've also beaten an SEC team, <laughs> beat Georgia earlier in the year. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yes, they beat, they beat Georgia. So they can be big-name schools. And we just got to go out there and just take care of business. Take care of business. And force them into one and dones and mm-hmm. take care of business. But um, I'm really excited to see what – anyways, yeah, I'm really excited to see how we do with this new offense going in the next year. And – I'm probably going to make a wager with my boss from Zach Peace because he's a Tar Heel fan. I got a boss that's a Tar Heel fan and a boss that was just a Clemson fan. So I'm probably going to make a little wager with my North Carolina boss and see. What do y'all? What are y'all? Put, what are y'all putting on it? A kicking chicken sandwich meal? 
<laughs> no, we usually we either we either put a sub on the line or a milkshake. I'm a big Subway guy, so we usually Robbie go get a pub sub. A sub it'll, on it'll, the line. it'll change your life, my guy. Go get a pub sub; it'll change your life. I'm gonna do that one day. I'm gonna one day. I'm gonna Subway. You'll never, you'll sub never eat Subway again. Sub. You'll never eat Subway again. <laughs> I'm telling you, Subway. Subway is. Subway is is garbage, in my opinion, compared to a pub sub. It's garbage. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But I'm I don't I don't know why I love Subway so much. I mean, I'm not saying there's it's not bad, but it's just like a... literally like it's like going from Satterfield to yeah. Loggins. It's just there's no comparison. <laughs> but um, and I also think if I think. Unlike um, the, I think it was Georgetown that score in the first half. Okay, did not score a single point in the first half. If GG can get it going early and keep it going, I think I th- I, th- I do think we'll win the game. So I really do think we'll win the game by ten points. We'll win seven. I said like I said, seventy-five, sixty-five, and we'll walk out of Alabama with a dub. I love it. Robbie, can't wait to watch the game tonight, man. Looking forward to it. Same here, bro. It starts at 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. Yep, yep, yep. I'll be watching it. Every bit of it. From tip to final buzzer, I'll be watching it. But uh, have a great rest of your day. And go Gamecocks and go Vols. Go Vols. Robbie, appreciate you, my guy. We're going to jump into the call here. Justin. I got Justin on the line. Justin, what's up, man? How are you? What's going on, brother? Uh, just hanging out, man. What's up? Nothing much. I just wanted to call in and talk about the log and tire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've all had, had a lot of faith in Shane Beamer, especially whenever he was here during the Spurrier years and now that he's the head, head football coach. Mm-hmm. Has he not earned the right to have a little bit more respect than who he hires? In regards to your speaking, like from the fan base, I'd assume, like in regards to the trust, right. the trust from the, level, from, from us having a little bit more respect. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he's. I, I will say this: I think absolutely. I mean, he doesn't need. I, I don't have to say this, but yeah, he's absolutely earned the right to run the program the way he sees fit and hires who he wants. And again, that doesn't mean people can't have their opinions on it. I mean, that's always going to happen. I'm going to have my opinion on it. But again, now he's our guy, so. You know, Shane Beamer's behind him 110%, and obviously he's sticking his neck out there for him, and he's he's convinced he's the missing piece for us, and so he's our guy, you know. Get on board, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, that's – yeah, absolutely. That's right. I mean, I, I watched the press conference today, and whenever Shane Beamer put it out there that, uh, that there were six other SEC teams looking at him, trying to hire him in the last two weeks, and he, he knows he was the fourth guy to reach out. I mean – I think, once again, the media has turned it to a situation in which they want it to be. Well, I I mean, I mean, I can tell you this. I don't think the media wants Carolina to suck. I mean, I can tell you this from my vantage point. Business is a lot better when we're winning. So, I don't I don't want to have a bad offensive coordinator. But but to your point, like, you know, the the way people – spin things like Gene Sapikoff's article. Was that a little harsh? Was that a little extreme? You know, I mean, maybe, 
maybe, but it's his opinion and he's a media guy and he does that for a living and it's just what he can do. You know what I mean? So it's, that's why I was saying to coach Ford to his point earlier, it's not really a battle you want to get into because, you know, you, and that's, and that's kind of, I guess, the interesting thing is I love the way Shane Beamer speaks to the fan base and talks to the fan base. On the other side, though, it's just a battle you're never going to win. Like, people are never going to stop giving their opinions. Journalists and, and, and media guys, right. they're never going to stop writing articles, dude. Like, it's just – it's forever and ever going to happen, and it's really kind of what makes sports fun. Like, if everybody agreed all the time, this would be boring. It'd be boring, you know? So, it's, it's the differing opinions – that make this really enjoyable. But to your point, again, um, I think there is a – I think I think no matter whether you're a Gamecock fan, you're the media, you're an outsider, and the, the, the place that I try to sit is you make a hire at OC, I'm going to look at the pros, I'm going to look at the cons, I'm going to be critical if I feel there's a need. But, again, today, he's our guy. I'm, I'm not going to beat a dead horse and, and, and just damn the hire day after day. He's, he's innocent until proven guilty for me. You know, I don't go into it again with a right. guilty till proven innocent mindset. We'll see, because he very well could be the missing piece, you know, and you have to trust that well, your head football coach knows ball, and he's not going to bring in a guy that's incompetent. He's just not going to do that, you know. So, yeah, I trust Shane Beamer, and we'll, we'll just right. see how it plays out. Right, and, and, you know, Shane Beamer said it best. You know, he said what, what, he's looking, what he was looking at is that the unique situation that he could take the pro style offense and basically in not so many words, dumb it down to where it could be ran way more efficiently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. what we need. And, and, and does, and does that allude to Rattler coming back next year? Yeah. I mean, I, I loved what they had to say in regards to uh, the, the, I mean, you could just tell, right? Like they weren't, I don't think they were throwing shots at sat in, in any way. But I do think they were pointing out, hey, it's obvious it was too complex. It was too difficult. There were good players on the roster the entire season, but it was just too much. And once they simplified, the results changed. And so I think what you heard today from both Beamer and Loggins is that they understand that. That's their commitment moving forward. We're going to have a much more simple not, – not saying it'll be easy for, like, defenses, but simple for the players to interpret – simple for them to process, to understand where they can learn it quickly and in turn they can play fast and they can maximize their talent, which is all we all want. I'm not, you know, again, I think all of us look back at the season. Nobody was mad because Carolina wasn't Tennessee. Nobody was mad because we weren't scoring 45 points per game. What bothered people was we, we felt like, and it was proven correct in the final two games, that we had these talented players that they just, they were not being maximized. They were not being utilized to their greatest potential because the scheme was so freaking difficult that they were playing half speed. I mean, I said that many times this season, like Spencer Rattler looked lost. He looked lost. And it's like, you know, maybe you don't think he's a Heisman trophy winner. Maybe you don't think he's an all conference. You might even think he's a bust, but he's better than that. And that's how I felt leaving the Missouri game. I was like, I don't expect this offense to score 40 a game. I don't expect them to do anything that's unrealistic, but they're better than that. That's for sure. So I I loved hearing Beamer and Loggins that they're committed to that, you know, less is more, simple, let's let our players go play. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I appreciate you taking my call, man. Yeah, no, I appreciate the call, man. Great stuff. All right. Have a good one. Yeah, man. Thank you so much. And And I'll say this to that point, man. I uh, 
I really do value you guys' calls. I hope – I mean, I think people know that, but I want to reinforce it. I, I highly value your calls because you guys inspire a lot of the content that I create. It sparks conversation, and that's that's what I love about this show. That That's why I would not just use – that's why the podcast and the Daily Crow will always be separate because they're two separate things. They're, they're, they're just two completely separate things. The podcast is myself rambling, right, and, and staying on topics and all that. This is open-ended banter, and this is – you know, I love the podcast. This is probably my favorite, though. The open-ended banter because what what did I say, Brendan? What was the quote? Organic conversation leads to the best Call content. from. Sure. Let's jump back to the phone line. What's up, man? How are you? What's going on, Chris? Just hanging out, man. What's going on? Man, I want to know, man, who would you like to see um, in the backfield, man, uh, playing running back after the Lloyd and after uh, the injuries. Who would you like to see back there? Well, I mean, if Beal Smith is healthy, I'd like to see him some. I like I like Juju McDowell a lot. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I'd love to see a Lavoisier Carroll get a shot. I mean, I you know, he hadn't touched the ball all year, so is it realistic that he's going to be out there? I don't know, but I'd love to see him get a shot. I really would. I mean, the guy was a highly touted prospect, and he's obviously got talent, so – you know, I, I'd love to see it. Now, let me ask you also, look, is there anybody right now that they're trying to target in the portal, like, to grab? I, I honestly, man, I, I could not tell you for certain. I, they don't really make that – they don't really make that, like, public information. So, I, I, I'm sure there are. You know, I I'm, I can assure you Shane Beamer is not – is not sitting around, you know, just on his hands. Not they're They're going after guys, no doubt. So – Hey, somebody points out too, and I agree. Throw Joiner back there. Let Joiner get some carries. Why not? I I I think that'd be great. Yeah, I could see. It. I could see it with the speed. Man, and also too, one more thing. One more thing. Okay, so you got uh, I keep hearing this name, Terry Knox. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything about that? Yeah, so that's one. Lot of rumors out there. I I do think Trey Knox. I think he'll be a Gamecock. I think he'll follow Loggins especially with the departure of Jaheim Bell. I, you know, nothing's official right now, and I guess it is just per sources, per rumors, whatever, but seems to be a lot of smoke around that one. I, I would be surprised if Trey Knox isn't wearing garnet and black next year. And that would be a great pickup. That'd be a great pickup. Okay, okay. Especially after, uh, you, do you feel like you would be replacing Jaheim Bell? Or do you, what do you feel like? Do you feel like he'd be better? Do I think he'd be better than Jaheim Bell? Um. Yes, sir. I think statistically, numbers-wise, I think he could put up better numbers. I mean, is he as dynamic a player? Can he be used in a multitude of ways? I, I don't know that that's the case. I'd probably say no, but, you know, Knox is, I think, more of a true tight end. And he's a guy, He's a guy though, while I say all that, did transition from wide receiver to tight end. So, I mean, he's obviously an athlete. You know what I mean? So, um, but I, I don't want to have, be in a position where I need Trey Knox to play running back. Like, like – I love how, like, versatile Jaheim Bell was, but it's like, I'd rather just have a running back. <laughs> I don't want to have to yeah, do yeah. – I don't want to have to force feed Jaheim Bell the ball back there. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I, again, I, I, it's it's hard to kind of weigh the two and who's better and who – but I think Trey Knox could be a, a definite positive addition for us, no doubt. Okay, okay. Well, true that, Chris, man. It's good speaking with you, man. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for the call. Yeah, great stuff. Great stuff. Guys, that being said, we are going to jump into a quick break. 
On the other side, I want to continue to hear from you. More your questions, comments, calls, and more. You're tuned in to The Daily Crow. All right, guys, we're back. Taking your questions, comments, calls, 843-790-3377. Guys, the questions are rolling in in the comments. So if you guys want to leave your questions again, I know I probably missed a couple. Um, anyways, Coach Ford says, this Loggins quote gives me optimism. You've got to create conflict, whether that be RPOs, tempo, play action, passes. Uh, there's a bunch of different ways to do it, but offense, defense, it's about creating pressure on the opponent, and the way to do that is find out who your playmakers are and put them in spots to create conflict on the defense. That's how one thing in college ball that you have to attack is 53 and a third. Everyone wants to attack vertical, but in college, space and pace, that's a real thing. Yeah, I mean, again, I, I think, uh, you know, whatever it means to you, Loggins won the presser. So I, I do believe that he won the presser, and I, I loved everything he had to say. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll see how it plays out on the field. But so far, so good, I would say, with Dowell Loggins. Um Jacob E., I would have to watch the presser, but did Beamer shit on the media for pointing out Loggins' terrible history? Or can someone explain briefly? Jacob, I, I would summarize it and just say, I think Beamer was visibly frustrated with some of the, the notion that South Carolina has lost their momentum. I, I think it was, I, I'll tell you this, Jacob, I think it was a culmination of the panic from the fan base because of the portal, because of NIL, because of the logins higher, because of the decommitments, because of everything. Because of everything. Um, I, I mean, I definitely think also, too, he was visibly frustrated with how, you know, and we heard things from behind closed doors that, you know, the the, the pushback from, you know, from, from boosters and stuff, I'm sure that pissed him off. So, yeah, I think it was a, a, a bunch of different things. Let's jump back to the phone lines here. Call from... William Yex. William Yex, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, Chris? How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. I would imagine you're calling in about your comment I just saw, which said you you believe that Loggins, uh, his addition will help us, our case at least, for Rattler to come back next year. So, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I do. I think his experience in the NFL is something that Spencer is looking for. I mean, he's Hasn't had a great track record in the NFL, but, I mean, as you see, he hasn't had great talent to work with. Um, but him bouncing around to four different NFL programs obviously gives him some credit, and he kind of knows what an ideal NFL quarterback looks like. Uh, so hopefully he's going to help Spencer get there and uh, boost his draft stock for next year, assuming he stays. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I, I think for sure, to your point, William Yex, I, I think that the – Addition of Loggins, I think it does help our case in regards to getting Spencer Rattler to come back. Because like I mentioned earlier, I think Loggins can provide some very unique perspective to Spencer Rattler, right? I mean, number one, you mentioned the NFL experience in regards to what it means for him coaching him. But I think also, too, he can shed light on just what it's like in the league. And it's like, okay, you know, you, you want to go be a fifth rounder, sixth rounder? Like, here's what you can expect. Here's the reality of being on an NFL roster. Here's the reality of trying to make an NFL roster. You know, so I, I think when it comes to a decision, because that's what Spencer Rattler has. He has a decision, right? When it comes to the decision, Absolutely. I think Loggins is going to be able to give him some great perspective on, hey, here are the pros and cons of coming back. Here are the pros and cons of leaving. You know, at least do a great job of presenting all the information that he needs to make the best possible decision. I think Loggins provides great value in that regard, and I think, uh, that could go a long way in getting Rattler back in Columbia next year. 
Yeah, I agree. And him, uh, I watched the presser this morning. He said something about how you get X amount number of hours with college quarterback, but in the NFL, it's your job. You have all day to watch film and critique uh, throwing motion, et cetera. So I think that also will give Rattler another uh, incentive to kind of come back and stay and really improve his game where he needs to, which is, I think, consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Loggins uh, gives, gives us a great pitch for Rattler to come back for 23. Yeah, no, I agree 110%. I, 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 it definitely, I'll say this, listening to Loggins, I feel more confident that Rattler will be back next year. I do. I agree with that. Yeah. That's all I got for you, Chris. Appreciate it, man. William, I appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. No problem. Have a good one. Yeah, man, you too. Take care. Great stuff. Uh, again, guys, keep them coming. Phone line's open. Uh, Jalen Hyatt for Tennessee has declared for the NFL draft. Brendan M. quick to point out, 65 yards, no touchdowns against the Gamecocks. So. <laughs> Love it. Love it, Brendan. Love it. Thank you, sir. Uh, Trad, I was very happy to hear him talking about tacking space. I don't think Sat did that enough. A lot of high-powered offensive schemes aren't about tacking space. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, again, I, I liked everything I heard from Dowell Loggins. I did. I liked everything I heard. Um, you know, so far, so good, like I said. And, you know, again, guys, I've mentioned it a couple of times, so I won't keep going on and on and on. But, uh, you know, um, I, I just my and I'm not going to tell anybody how to be a fan. You know what I mean? I'm not going to tell anybody how to how to be a gamecock. But <clears throat> I I would say do yourself a favor and don't go into next season with like a a guilty till proven innocent. Don't be going into it looking at it with such a critical eye that the first sign of trouble, you're like, up, oh, he's trash. Like you know what I mean? Like like let it play out. Let it play out. Let him grow into his role. Give the guy, give the guy really a chance. Really give him a chance. You know, so, um, <clears throat> yeah. Austin Hicks. Anybody in the transfer portal that sticks out to you that you'd like to see in Columbia? No, nobody that like. I mean, I'd love to see Trey Knox because it makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. I, I mean. Nobody really know, you know. I I don't keep up with the portal close enough to know like who is all in there, who who's all out there to get. So, William Yex, by the way, my roommate is Jacob Logan, aka the start of the rally rooster. <laughs> I love that. Tell Jacob I said what's up, man. Shout out to the boys in CLT. Shout out to all the CLT Gamecocks, by the way. I love Charlotte. I really do. Many of you know I lived there for four years. I'm not from there. I get a lot of questions. Are you from Charlotte? I'm from North Augusta, South Carolina. But I lived in Charlotte for four years, started the business in Charlotte, um, ran the business there, you know, executed on the business for for two years or so, two and a half years before I moved down to Columbia in August of 19. But uh, Charlotte's awesome, man. A lot of great Gamecocks in Charlotte, too. So that's, that's, that's funny, man. Small world. <clears throat> Small world. William Yex and Jacob Logan giving them hell in Charlotte, man. Are y'all going to the horseshoe for the game? Or are y'all going to Jacksonville? I have not been to the horseshoe yet, but I've heard it's a lot of fun. I've heard it's a lot of fun. Let's see. Johnny says, we have no choice to give him a chance. It doesn't mean we have to be happy about it. I want to be wrong. And if I'm not, I'll just be a life. It'll just be a long season. I'm still a Gamecock. 
Yeah, I, mean, I just, you know, I mean, again, I, I look at it this way. I acknowledge his past failures and what happened in the NFL, but also, again, you, you just you, you do have to – because here's the thing, again, you just have to get to a point where it's like you ride with Beamer, bro. Because, I mean, again, that's – and it's, it, it's so funny. It's just so funny to me because, again, there's a lot of people who – not a lot. There's just some people on social media. They just think I'm the I'm the leader of the doom and gloom crowd. And I mean, I can't tell you the amount of times I've been the person. But see, that's that's why you should always keep it real. Just 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 be genuine, be true, be true to yourself. Because if you if you try to pander to one side or the other, no matter what you say, you know, if I was overly positive, over the top, sunshine pumping, always sugarcoating, people would hate that. There'd be a faction of folks who would hate that. If I was constantly negative, leading the doom and gloom crowd, there'd be a faction of people that hate that. I'm in the middle, right? There's people that don't like that. Just keep it real. Keep it a buck. When you do that, you never have to apologize. Let's get back to the phone lines here. I'm sure this will be a great call. What's up, man? How are you? I value my airtime way too much to have that nonsense. Um. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, keep it coming. Eight four three seven nine zero three three seven seven. That was our resident Georgia Bulldog slap dick that called in. Um. Yeah. So again, love everything that Beamer had to say today. Love everything that Dowell Loggins had to say. But uh, anyways. I could have I could have seen how long he went, John, but I, I value that this this airspace is 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 valuable. This airspace is valuable. But to the point of I believe it was maybe it was Andrew that asked earlier, and you guys all saw it early in the season. And it's uh, you know, when I think back of when I think back on this football season, all all the all the madness that happened, right? Not just from the fan side or the team, but but uh everything, everything, right? And not just on the field, a lot off the field. And so, you just got to be real. You just got to keep it a buck, you know. I scratch my head if it itches, and I dance when I hear music, and that's how I operate, man. I I, I just, and that's why I had that, that, that comment, you know, a, a month or so ago or the week after the Mizzou game that, you know, you if you get caught up in what people are and and I guess that's one of the things like I admire the way Shane Beamer speaks to you know he knows that he has the ability to speak to the fan base and be that voice but at the same time and I and I said this after the find the joy find some joy comments which I'm I'm not trying to like reignite this but I I just the only thing I would say if I could have a conversation with Beamer I'd just be like and I'm sure he already knows this it's just like coach you know that you're never going, like people, there's always going to be noise. We're never going to get to a point where it's just like everybody's singing kumbaya. It's never going to happen. It's never, the internet exists. Twitter is an incubator of madness. That's literally what it is. It's an incubator of madness. So 
I just kind of feel like at times it's like, why even spend time acknowledging some of the silliness that happens on Twitter? Why, why, why even spend time acknowledging some of the foolishness, like the extremists who are like, I'm questioning Beamer. Beamer's out of here. He sucks. Like, why even, why even spend time on it? You know, because like, it's never going to change. It's just never going to change. And, and so I say all that to say as well that like, you got to keep it real. Because again, it don't matter if you're overly positive, you're overly negative, you're in the middle. People, there's going to be a faction of people that don't like you. You just have to accept that. If you try to make everybody like you, nobody's going to like you. You got to be real. You got to be you. And so with that comes, you know, some people don't like real. Hey, Justin King don't like real. He got all pissy in his, in his feelings the second week of the year. Is what it is. I didn't get into this to be liked by Justin King, guys. I could not give less of a damn, to be honest with you. There are people in the building that like me a lot. There are people in the building that don't, and that's okay. It doesn't really matter to me. It really doesn't. I mean, I'm a Gamecock fan, so obviously I, I want to be in the good graces of Shane Beamer. I want to be in the good graces of the coaching staff, players even. But, like, when I first started this entity early on, I did want to be that entity that was that was liked by the players. And that was, like, my cool connect, right? Get players on the show and, and be well-liked and be one of the boys, you know what I'm saying? But – you know, as you keep it real and as you grow and as you keep evolving and you keep growing, right? And I think what I like is that Shane Beamer looks at an entity like the Spurs Up show. He looks at someone like myself and I think he, you know, he follows us on social media, guys. So obviously Shane Beamer must rock with TSUS to some degree. His kids are rocking the Beamer Ball merch. He must rock to TSUS to some degree. He must. I think he respects and acknowledges and sees the value that an entity like TSUS provides. Because you know what we do, guys? Whether you want to, you know, you, you can scoff at it, you can, you can whatever, but it doesn't change the fact. Our content, in a lot of ways, it keeps South Carolina top of mind like our content is reaching lots of people south carolina staying relevant i'm not saying that south carolina needs me to be relevant but we help we assist we assist in that i'm putting out a video about jaheem bell and it gets forty-four thousand views you know we're talking about gamecocks athletics on a daily basis that it's getting thousands of views like we're helping we're assisting in pushing the carolina brand that's what i want to do I mean, I'm a fan, dude. I, I'm a Gamecock. I bleed the garnet and black. If there ever comes a day where I wake up and say, you know, I don't, I don't want to do it anymore. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm still going to be a Gamecock because that's, I'm, it's in my blood. Man. I'm born and raised. I love it. I love it. But you just got to keep it real, man. You, you, you can't, you know, I, I've, I've, and I'm, I'm not going to call out any names, but dude, I, I'm, I've had people in the building DM me, hey man, you should be saying this. You should do this. You should be this. I, I'm not your hype boy. Like that's not what I do. That's not my role. My role, I look at things honestly through a critical eye and I speak my truth and give my opinion on them. I don't give my opinion from the vantage point of I am right. I give my opinion and we have open-ended banter on it. I welcome, I welcome differing opinions because you might say something where it's like, I didn't think about it that way. Let me learn from what you're saying. Twitter, people take the stance of, they're, they're always right. What I'm saying is correct, and you are wrong. And I, I just don't – I don't approach it that way. I don't approach it that way. So, 
Bottom line, man, just always keep it real. Keep it real. You have to. You don't have a choice because your audience can sniff bullshit a mile away. And now, nah, Andrew Horrell, it's the, uh, the tweet early in the season. Uh, of course, this was after the DeCarion Joiner madness. I think it was the same week. And I posted a video <clears throat> a couple of days before the Georgia game. And it was, a, it was like a minute and a half long. But it was a, a screen recording of the video that Justin King made way back in the day, like 2010. And it was a video from that Georgia game. And, you know, I basically said, hey, the last time the Gamecocks played Georgia at noon at home, um, you know, we pulled a huge ups or we, we, we won. We won. You know what I mean? We, we won the game. We won the game and uh, was just trying to build some hype, you know, build some excitement because a lot of people were down and out that week. And, boy, I wake up on Thursday and, and uh, <laughs> good God, wake up on Thursday and Justin King had said, you know, I don't, 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 don't use any of my work. Don't, don't, because I credited him too. Don't use my work. Don't cite me. I don't want to be associated with this with this account and just, just basically tried to bury me, tried to bury me, tried to bury TSUS on social media to no avail. I might add to, to absolutely no avail, uh, but tried to bury me and it's fine. It's fine. Listen, Justin King has hated my fucking guts since the must champ days. People don't know that, but he has, he's hated my fucking guts. He's, he's thrown shade since 2019. This is not something new. This is not something that, I guess the way he went about it surprised me, but it's not shocking if, if you know anything about Justin King and what people say about him behind closed doors. But, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it is what it is, and it was a disappointing comment then. It's disappointing now, but it really doesn't even move the needle, man. He blocked me. I blocked him. We keep it moving. I appreciate the work he does and his team does, but I, I didn't really speak on it then, but I saw Andrew Horrell brought, brought it up, and, I mean, it is what it is, man. I don't really give two shits if Justin King likes me or not. It really doesn't. That don't move the needle for me. I don't need Justin King to like me for me to operate. Dude, I, I built my business on the back of those horrific must-champ teams. Like, what? nothing can break me, dude. No, nothing. Nothing. Justin King not liking me is not going to break me. It, it does not matter. It does not matter. It does not matter. So, it's uh, – it's uh, no, I mean – I got no problems with the guy. I don't. I don't dislike Justin King at all. I. I have no ill will to the guy. I. I, I appreciate the work that he does. I appreciate the the work that he does, and his team does a great job, and they they promote the kind of brand more than more than I ever could. You know what I mean? With the platform they have on Gamecock football, and uh, they do a great job, and hopefully they keep it up. And but you know, yeah, as M. Colt says, I'm gonna stand on business and call a spade a spade and call it a buck and keep it real as I always have, and you know that's it. So. Um, you know, again, I didn't start TSUS to, to be an employee of the University of South Carolina. I don't really care if they like me or not. Uh, obviously, whatever I've done and am doing is working. So, that's standing on business. So, is what it is. Is what it is. Yeah, Joseph, it's funny. The whole fan – see, and that's what Twitter does, right? The whole fan base hated you. It, it's, it's not the whole. You just – the only ones that speak, <clears throat> the only ones that speak and – I mean, of course, all of the <clears throat> all of the slap dicks use that as a as an opportunity to um all the slap dicks use that as an opportunity to try to bury me and again I uh to no avail because I think at that point we had at that point we had like twenty four or twenty six thousand followers and now we're sitting at almost thirty two thousand so Obviously, it didn't work. <laughs> like, whatever they were trying to do didn't work. 
So we just keep it moving. We keep it moving and, you know, whatever. It is what it is. But I had never really talked about it before. But, again, Andrew Horrell brought it up. And it just kind of reinforces my point. It just broke. Keep it real. Be yourself. Don't apologize. Keep it moving. Uh, be able to realize, like Shane Beamer said, that Twitter's not real life, right? You can have a sports take and a sports opinion, and it doesn't make you a bad person. I think that's – I think that is <clears> – I think that is – that is something people have a hard time grasping also. It's like, and, and this might ruffle some feathers. I know my guy John Rice will probably disagree, and it's fine. The beauty's in the banter. But like a guy like Mark Ryan, for example, like does he have takes I disagree with? 110%. Does he sometimes say some things that make you scratch your head a little bit? Yes, yes, from the Gamecock side. But I don't think it defines him as a bad person. It's just he's got a take, an opinion. I either agree or I disagree. We banter. We keep it moving. Like, it's just it's just not that serious. It doesn't define you as a human being, your opinion on a football team. Anyways, let's jump to the phone line. Call from Nick. Nick, what's up, man? How are you? <clears throat> How's it going, Chris? I'm doing well. Appreciate you asking. What's going on? Nothing much. Um, I was going to call in earlier, but I got caught up at work and stuff, and I'm glad I made it back in time to – uh, reach out to you but I was listening to um this was earlier in your show today I was listening to coach Ford talk about how Beamer was attacking the media and attacking this person that person and I've, I've I'll be honest I've never been a real fan of everything coach Ford has to say um I guess I, my personal opinion of what Beamer was doing was he was pleading and begging and trying to prove to this fan base that we just need to trust him I mean even with a crappy offensive coordinator like Marcus Satterfield we found a way to win eight games. We found a way to win more games the past two years than Muschamp thought about winning the final three with that. So I don't think Beamer took this hire very lightly. I think he done his research. I mean, obviously, if you listen to the press conference, he rattled off. I mean, he probably made them people feel a little dumb, to be honest with you. But I think he was just begging and pleading with his fan base that, hey, you know, we got this thing going in the right direction. Just trust me with this. And it's turned out good so far, and it could turn out even better in the future. No, I mean, I, and to your point, <clears throat> I, I think Beamer's – and I agree with you. And, listen, Coach Ford is a relentlessly passionate Gamecock fan. And, you know, again, as I was just right. saying, he's one of those that – I mean, Coach Ford and I disagree all the time. Um, I, I will say Beamer's approach I, – I, I would – I agree with you in, in the sense of, you know, Beamer heard – I mean, the, the overwhelming reaction to the login stuff was, was negative. Like it was right. I mean, let's just call it. Right. What it, oh, I it agree. Was. And I mean, when you have, when you have board of trustees and, and your big time boosters, they're pushing back. It, it wasn't just the people who I don't want to say people that matter, but the fans with influence that signed the checks, they were pushing back. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was just like you mentioned. It was a, it was a shout from Beamer that I've got it under control. Let me work. Let me operate. You can trust me, and you know. Um, so I, you know, again, I, I can, you can disagree with maybe things he says, or, but I, I, overall, I, I love the passion Beamer brings. I, I, uh, you know, I, I love his approach. I love his attitude. I, I'd much rather him be, you know, passionate in that way than be like a monotonous, boring, like you question, like, I mean, is he just here for a check? Does he want to be here? Like Beamer, Beamer loves Carolina and he, he, you know, he, it's almost like he relates to the fans. Like, he, he is a fan in his own right. You know, he's kind of one of us. So That's right. Um, you know, I, I got no problem with it. I mean, again, you know, he, he called Gene out directly. So, if, if you want to say that he 
he should or shouldn't have done that. You know, that's, you know, your, your opinion, whatever. It's fine. I don't, I don't, I don't either way. It's fine. But uh, yeah, Beamer just brings the heat, man. He just brings the heat and he, he's right. very, he's very in touch with, with social media and, and with the fan base. And um, yeah, so that's kind of the result what you get, but. Uh, yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I, and kind of going off like the Jaheim Bell transfer, like I, I think last time I called it was the week after we beat Clemson, and we've had all these transfers and stuff. And, and like in the whole Lloyd thing, um, I know it was kind of like what in the world, but I mean, if you really watch the Tennessee game and you really watch the, the Clemson game, not saying we didn't try to run the ball, we tried to run the ball and he couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, we really won the game off spreading it, spreading the ball around. I mean, Jaheim Bell at running back, I mean, that's tough to stop. But you mean to tell me Travion Kenyon wouldn't have caught those two little touchdown passes that he caught versus Tennessee? I think Kenyon would have caught them. Yeah. I, that's why I think people's blowing up about Jaheim Bell. I think we'll get Trey Knox. And this is just my opinion, watching Trey Knox, the size, what he did just to be able to play tight end. I think he might be more versatile than Jaheim Bell if we get him, in my opinion. Yeah. You know? Um, and and i not saying Lloyd's not a good running back, but if you look over his career, I know he's been hurt. I know he's been – I know he's supposed to be – I mean, he, he showed flashes of greatness, but what he done over his three, year, three years still really doesn't hold a candle to what Kevin Harris did the two previous years. You know, with a hurt back and having back surgery, Kevin Harris still put up over seven, six 700 yards last year. You know? Um, so, I mean, I think, I think the running back in the tight end position is really replaceable, especially if you bring Wells Beamer back. I think people forget about – Corey Rucker, he was only really healthy one game, and he caught a deep ball from Doty. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think I think we I think we got the pieces there, and I think I think Loggins is a, is a like like everybody's saying was questionable. How people don't really don't know that much about him, but he's got to have be good at something, or something's got to be there that Beamer sees that can ex- make this program go to the next step, or he wouldn't have hired him. Yeah, I mean, so I do absolutely, absolutely. And again, it's 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 one of those deals like I mentioned so many times that. You know, I, I, I'm going to give my opinion. That's very well known at this point. But, you know, like today, right. he, oh, yeah. he, he's our guy. You know what I mean? So, uh, I believe oh, yeah. in Beamer. And in turn, I believe in, in Logan. So, I, I just, you know, I hope it, right. you know, obviously I, we all have our fingers I crossed. mean, I'll go ahead and say it. If, if Rattler and Wells comes back and you add Trey Knox and just say you get the Juco running back, I think his name's Robert Henry, and you add, I think, Lavoisier Carroll can, can add some pieces to it, you know, and some of the pieces we got coming in as far as the defensive line. I mean, Xavier McLeod ain't no little kid. I mean, he's six foot five, three twenty. You know, as a freshman, that's that's starting defensive tackle in the SEC as a freshman. You know, if he's got the skill set and can can do it. But I mean, if you bring those back, man, I'm I'm just gonna say I. And Loggins does what he says, and as good as calling plays or knows offense, like he says, there ain't no reason we shouldn't win at least nine, ten games next year. Maybe even. Like kind of like you said, when Beamer got hired, every three to four years, be in that position to compete for that SEC championship because you have a mature group. So, um, I know I know there's been a lot of negativity. I'm trying to think positive. I mean, I, I still think we beat Notre Dame, and I think it. I I think it's, you know, ten to fourteen point game. I think we win it not not a blowout, but not too comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Kind of in that medium range. But I don't think Notre Dame's better enough. I really don't. And winning cures all, so. my friend. I'm excited for it, for sure. Oh, it does. <clears throat> it, it does. But I appreciate you taking my call, Chris. You have a good day. Keep doing what you're doing, man. I enjoy your show. Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the call. <clears throat> great stuff and a great way to end it. Um, guys, again, thank you all so much. We've hit 2 o'clock. Great stuff today. Podcast did drop this morning. 
Uh, again, electric show today with with the with the Beamer presser this morning and all that good stuff. Uh, check out the podcast. Of course, UAB game tonight at 7 o'clock on CBS Sports Network. We'll be watching along. Um, might have it on in the Big Cock Club Discord. Might be streaming it there. Wink, wink. All my folks in the Big Cock Club. Let's make it happen. Um, anyways, okay. Thank you all so much. Again, we've hit 2 o'clock. Be sure to check out the Daily Crow on podcast version. Drops on our normal podcast feed every day at 3 o'clock. So you can listen there in case you miss anything. Other than that, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, and we will talk to you all tomorrow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.